everyone. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get started. Uh, we're first going to do introductions. And if you would please give us your name. Uh, could I have your attention? Okay. Uh, we're going to take introductions. Give us your name, the name of your business, and where you're from. And we're going to go around and get everybody's. I'm Artis Bazin. My business is Bazin Communications. And I'm from Burbank, California. Um, Kevin Berkery, um, Burbank, California, uh, spouse of artists. And uh, I actually work for uh, the Department of the Treasury, so not self-employed. My name is Carla Hayes, and I'm the vice president. I'm from the great metropolis of McMurray, Pennsylvania. My business is LanguaLearn Communications, foreign language instruction and audio publishing. And LanguaLearn is going to be 30 years old on August 6th. And um, I'm also the editor of the Ivy Motivator. I'm Sue DeVeist. I'm right here from Rochester, New York, and I'm going to speak today. Thank you. I'm Jeanette Gerard, and I'm from Washington, D.C., and I have a business called Opening Opportunities, and it's various things, network marketing and, and transcription services and JAWS training. Mary Lynn Pifo from Westerville, Ohio. My business is called Mary Lynn Rentals. Rentals, rental property, real estate. I'm Nora Martin. I'm Nora Martin, and I had a private practice in neuropsychology in Colorado for over 30 years, but now I moved east for family reasons, and I am looking at doing some consulting, but also getting into... Um, uh, writing and performing music. I'm Carlene Fiorello. I'm a former IRS employee. I just wanted to see what's going on. Hi, I'm I'm Richard Fiorello. I'm uh, also a former IRS employee. We just came. We We both have been retired about ten years. We just thought we'd. See what happens. I am Renee Nichols. I'm from Rochester, and I'm their ride home. Hello everyone, I'm Julie Harlow. I'm one of their scholarship winners this year. And I'm getting ready to finish my graduate degree. I want to start my own business. So I'm here to learn from all of you guys and I appreciate it. Yes, my name is Norman Ota. I'm from Hawaii. I'm a blind vendor. And um, I also want to learn more about tax. And uh, my, my snack shop is called Norman's Snack Shop. 
I'm Dave Trevino. <clears throat> My business is Trevco Productions. We do music, uh, audio production, and later print production of detective stories about a blind uh, radio station employee who keeps getting pulled into mysteries. And uh, I'm in Newark, Delaware. Hello, my name is Mike. I'm from Dayton, Ohio, and I am the owner-operator of Strong Tower Guns. Bang. Okay, this is Joe Sorensen, Albuquerque, New Mexico, our latest book, Exciting Life of Joe Sorensen, Volume 1. Volume 2 will be finished, and then on to the road to more exciting things. And I'm, I'm Ellen, his wife, and... Um, we, I also have the um, business cards that tell you as to where you can get the book, and um, some of you may already have have the, one of these cards, but if you don't, please see me back here. I'm Carl McCoy from Tallahassee, and I'm in the residential rental business. Okay, thank you, and uh, glad to see some new folks, and it's never too late to start a new business, because uh, you can work as much or as little as you like. So. <laughs> okay, um, in case anyone is here uh, to get the CE credits, um, I've got a beginning code here, and then we'll give you the end code at the end of her presentation. And the beginning code is 58D5C. Again, 58D5C. Okay, I'm going to turn it over to Carla to, to introduce our speaker. Good afternoon again, everybody. And... Um, Welcome, and before we um, go any further, let us engage in the annual cell phone turn-off. So if you have a device that's on, I want it turned off. I love music, but I don't want to hear any music during this um, presentation, because this is not going to be a symphonic presentation. It's going to be one about taxes, and I don't think there's anything musical about taxes. I don't know. <laughs> Well, there are songs about taxes, but you'll be delighted to know I'm not going to sing them. So um, before we um, introduce our speaker, I just want to remind you that our Ivy Business Expo is next door in the Morgan Room, and I don't believe it's too late to sign up if you want to have a table. If you're a member, the um, cost is um, $10, uh, yeah, $10 um, for members. Or you can pay fifteen and uh, or pay um, twenty five with the opportunity for fifteen of them to go towards your dues if you haven't paid it. Uh, if you're a non-member, twenty five dollars. 
And again, even even if you're a non-member, you could join us, and and you'd be a member, so it'd be the same price. So if you paid your due, if you haven't paid your dues, the dues need to be done. So um, artists will be happy to take your money, and we promise you she's not going to take off on a cruise to Mexico. And if she does, I have to be in her interpreter. So that's that's what the deal is. So um, <coughs> so what we're going to do is. Um, we're our topic today is income taxes, okay? And, okay, can you all hear me? Is that better? Okay. So our speaker today is Sue DeVoice, and she is from, she's a, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be recorded. So um, could you please um, not talk um, because... I'll start over because this is going to be recorded. So unless you want your private conversations going all over the internet on the IV Motivator or uh, <laughs> elsewhere on the ACB website, if they're recording it too, um, and um, so let's let's start over. Right, and I'm also going to be recording it as a backup just in case they don't have it for me because then I want to rebroadcast it in the motivator. So anyhow, um, we'll start over. Our topic is taxes. Sue DeVoice is our speaker. She is a tax professional from H&R Block in Rochester. And um, the topic is making tax information less taxing. And um, Sue has been preparing taxes and teaching about taxes for the last 34 years. So um, who more expert can we have? And she's going to talk to us about how the taxes, the tax changes to the code uh, affect business owners and also some tax considerations that you need to know for the various types of businesses should you be thinking of changing your, your entity type or starting a business. So without any further ado, let's give a warm Ivy welcome to Sue DeVoice. Thank you very much. I am Sue DeVoice, and I am from Rochester, New York. I have been working with H&R Block and Block Advisors, and I enjoy talking to people about taxes. So thank you for giving me a chance to do that. And I'm finding out that um, Several of you have businesses that have been going 20, 30 years. Is there anybody who is fairly new in business or just thinking of starting a business? Great. We have one of those, too. A couple of people. Great. And um, I know there's people who have worked for the IRS or still do work for the Treasury Department. So um, this was really a big year of change for taxes. And... Um, before I go into some of the changes, what I want to do is congratulate you all on your businesses. You have found something that you enjoy to do and are passionate about. And just hearing you talk about your businesses, um, I always enjoy talking to my clients who have businesses because they're always ready to talk about uh, what it is they do and how they're able to uh, help other people with their business. Um, I would like to, uh, 
Carla mentioned entities. Is anybody here a corporation? An LLC, okay. All right, and uh, anybody a part, what's it? LLC? Oh, you are incorporated? A C Corp? Yeah, okay. Okay. And um, is anybody a partnership or um, S Corporation? I would say LLCs, if there's more than one person, could be treated. As, I mean, there actually is no tax form for an LLC as far as the federal government goes. They're created at the state level. And they're probably a good idea for limiting liability and that kind of thing. Um, registration requirements are you need to know what your state does with them. Um, but uh, if you're just a, a, a single person running a business, a sole proprietor, you can still file your 1040 and put all your business right there on the tax return. Um, more than one person. Partnership or? Okay, you do more than one thing? Okay. Great, great. Thank you. Um, I, I, uh, most of what I say will relate to all business types, um, but I will kind of clarify as I go along now that I know where you're at. And, and yes, go ahead. Okay, so we had a question about a DBA, and I'll, I'll answer, and then you can tell me if there's more to the question. Um, if you can, anybody can be a sole proprietor and fill out a Schedule C on their 1040 tax return. Um, if you want to, and uh, if you want to call yourself anything other than your own name, you need to get a DBA with your uh, state or county, and uh, a DBA could be the name of a sole proprietor or any other of the entities. Uh, certainly, if you're going to be a corporation, there's other things you need to do legally to become one. And then some of these entities pass income through to uh, individuals, okay, maybe the there's a corporation, and uh, if it's an S corporation, it will pass things through to the individuals. Um, is there more to your question? Okay, thank you. Anybody else question? Go ahead, um, Marilyn. Okay, if you if you're going to do business as something other than Marilyn, whoever you are, then you would have to. Um, register that name with your particular, uh, you know, your state or whatever. Yeah, I, you know, you, you might have to register your name uh, if you want to do your business as somebody other than your own name. Yeah, 
check with your state, okay? Okay, you know, this gets a little specific on, on what's required of your state. Um, but as far as preparing income taxes, anybody can uh, do a business all by themselves and fill out the Schedule C. Um, it's just whether or not you need to check in with your state if you need to collect sales tax or not. Um, if you want to call yourself somebody other than your own name, as far as the business goes, those things, um, the authorities in whatever state you're in, you might need to talk to them about that. So we have all types of businesses here in all lengths of time. And uh, not only are you passionate about your businesses, but you know how to operate your own business. However, there are certain things that you need to do um, besides carry out your business and you know, find a way to collect money and help people. You need to get enough record keeping in any way that's, uh, there's more than one, oh, I would say as many types of, as many businesses as there are, there's that many different ways to keep your records. And you're going to need to have how much income did you take in? What are your expenses for the business? You will hear tax people talk about ordinary and necessary expenses. When I sit down and I talk to somebody who's starting a business, I really love to talk to them before they do their business rather than when they sit down and do their taxes and say, oh, guess what? This is what I did this year. Um, it's a little bit easier to plan ahead and get your questions answered than to find out that you didn't do something that you ought to have done. Um, but you need to figure out what expenses you're going to have, keep your expenses by category. Pretty much any expense you have in order to have your income is allowed as an expense. And um, things I would suggest about that is to keep separate accounts. Maybe you have a separate bank account. If you're going to use a credit or a debit card for your business, have a separate one. Um, some of those will even uh, organize your expenses into categories for you. And uh, certainly you have no problem uh, taking your um, credit card expense for your business if it's only, if that card is only used for business. So keeping things separate is a good idea. And so you're going to keep your expenses, you're going to keep your income. Um, whatever way works, there's, there's people in this room that are telling me some great ideas of how they have been keeping track of things. And uh, certainly you want to get answers from as many people who know about either the ways to operate your business or to keep records for your business or uh, keep your information for taxes. Now, this year was a big year for tax change. Um, we had, I've been dealing with this since December, I think it was around December 20th, of 2017 when the tax law came out. I immediately started 
getting calls from my clients about whether or not they should pay their property taxes ahead so that they could deduct them. And for many people, it was a good idea. And so we have this thing at Black, which is called a quick reference chart. And usually it's a one or two page deal. Uh, this one got up to about 49 pages of changes. Um, that's the quick reference card. And now it has like hyperlinks to more data. Um, and, you know, of course, usually when I come and do a tax talk, I have handouts. I know some of you see better than others. If anybody uh, would like any handouts on particular things, give me a business card. I can email them to you. You can make it as big as you want on your screen if that's a helpful thing to you. It's available. I'm certainly glad to follow up with anybody and answer questions as well. So the big thing is for businesses is the qualified business income deduction. And this came about because corporations were given a lower flat tax rate. And they wanted to extend this to all businesses. And so what has happened is a lot of businesses are now eligible to get a 20% off of their income in order to not pay tax on it. This happens after, of course, you pay any self-employment tax. Um, but we are able to take deductions, okay? And I'm talking about the 1040 now, the individual return. And this will, anybody who's a sole proprietor or things passing through from partnerships or S corporations, all flows into the 1040. And if you were able to look at that, um, they did fit it on a postcard this year, about half a sheet of paper. One side has your heading and signature, the other side has a summary of your tax return. And anything that doesn't fit on there, because there's only about five types of income that fits on there, anything that doesn't fit on there, there's overflow schedules. So uh, it's certainly not tax simplification, okay? They tried that once back when Reagan was in office. Uh, it's uh, close to the start of when I started doing this. And um, they don't, taxes just don't seem to get any simpler. But our goal basically, we hope that taxes will be more fair. And I would say that 95% of my clients or people I talk to actually pay less under this new tax law. Um, and businesses can pretty much get a 20% off of their tax. Now, there is um, certain hoops to go through. If income on the business is more than, say, 160000 for an individual, um, it can phase out. There's some distinction about the type of business you are, whether you're specified services, like doctors, lawyers, accountants, um, 
there's other limits depending on how high the income goes and it can depend on how much you have in investment into the business and it can depend on how much wages you pay out. Um, a lot of the clients I see don't really pay out wages but they might have um, investment into the business. And it's a, it's a great thing. Um, as far as deductions go, um, personally, people are allowed to take either itemized deductions that have been going on for years, um, but with limitations on property tax or income tax. Um, and with the increase in the standard deduction, a lot of people are going to take a standard deduction rather than an itemized deduction. But in addition to that, if you have a business, um, you get this extra deduction as well. All right. Anybody, any question right now? Okay. Changes anticipated for Schedule C. Um, I have not heard of anything. Schedule C pretty much looks the same as it has for the past 35 years or more. It shows your income and expenses that you have, certain expenses you deal with differently, like if you have transportation expenses or uh, if you have to keep an inventory because you're selling something. Um, other expenses that we usually look at are equipment or things that last longer than a year usually are taken over time and depreciated. Um, there are a couple of safe harbors that came out uh, a few years ago called tangible property regulations um, that allow us, uh, you know, let's say if we're doing something, um, those of you with rental houses and things like that, if we're going to do something um, maintenance-wise that happens um, more than once in 10 years, it's pretty safe to be able to take it. Uh, there's a de minimis where we can uh, make an election to take it. There's like three of these safe harbors. The Schedule C itself, I have not heard of any um, big changes in the format of it. Um, but those are some of the things that have, have happened as far as uh, your equipment and uh, you certainly want to talk to people. You do have choices about whether or not um, you take an expense deduction on certain things, usually equipment that is going to, um, has a useful life of 20 years or less rather than a building which is fixed to the ground. Um, so some of these things, you do have more than one choice. You can, uh, certainly you may not, all. it may not always be the best to take as much expense as you can every single year. You may want to spread the expense more over the time that you uh, have the income. So there's times where you may want to speed up your depreciation or slow it down. Uh, those are some things that uh, your accountant should be helping you decide about. 
Um, I don't like to be boxed in where the person has gotten to the point where they have to take all the expenses uh, right now because otherwise they're going to owe a ton of money. Uh, and that's another thing as far as your planning goes is if you're considering how much income you're going to have, how are you going to pay the tax? Do you need to make estimated payments? Do you need to uh, get some withholding from something else uh, that has the ability to have withholding on it? Um, and to me, a tax return isn't done until a little planning has been done. Is there, is there going to be any change in your situation or the tax law? What's going to happen? Are you happy with how it came out? And what do you have to do to make it come out better for you or to um, just come out where you want? I don't like to have you have surprises at the end of the year. Okay, so as far as itemized deductions versus standard deduction, you're going to have that anyway as an individual who's filing a 1040. The qualified business income deduction is in addition to one or the other of your uh, itemized or standard deduction for personal purposes. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you think you're going to owe tax at the end of the year of more than $1,000, um, it's a good idea to make an estimated payment to not have a penalty. If you, you can make estimates or withholding based on your prior year, usually if you pay in 100% of the previous year's tax, that's called a safe harbor. If you... Uh, if your income is uh, higher and your tax accountant can tell you how high that is, uh, might have to be 110% of the prior year. That's so that you get enough paid in so you don't have a penalty. Now, as how do people feel about estimated payments or withholding? Some people uh, like to owe the government. They say, I don't want the government to have my money. Other people would be bent out of shape if they owed two cents. Um, I have had, uh, I have been shaking in my boots to tell somebody how much they owed, and I, and I finally get up the courage to tell them they owe fifteen or thirty-five thousand, and they're like, "Oh, I thought I'd owe more." On the other hand, I get somebody who owes two hundred or five hundred dollars, and they're crying, and I'm passing out Kleenex. And um, you just can't figure that. Uh, some people are counting on X amount of refund to pay their bills or whatever, and owing anything would be a problem for them. So you have to know how you feel about it. Um, most of the time, we're trying to keep people from having a penalty in addition to the tax that do, that's due. Um, but you know, you need to know yourself and how you feel about it. Um, and certainly not be surprised at the end of the year. I don't, you know, I don't care if you owe at the end of the year as long as you can pay it and you're not surprised. We don't want to have to get into installment agreements and special deals and all this stuff. 
Um, you want to think about this when you start out with your business or as you go along and uh, make changes as you go. Um, other questions? Yes, go ahead. Okay, so uh, I, I'm hearing several questions here. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so, oh yeah, okay, let's see, it's, it's, it's a May something of, I think, 96. Oh, they would depreciate it. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't, uh, let me talk a little bit about rental. It's one of the courses that I teach is about um, passive activities and that kind of thing. Um, it is possible to get a qualifying business income deduction if you have rental property and there's a new safe harbor for that. Um, you need to keep records about that activity, each activity, and how much time you're spending uh, doing the activity. And if you meet the requirements, you may be able to get uh, that 20% uh, qualifying business income deduction, the QBID, I call it the QBID. Um, now, as far as when you so sell your house, uh, there used to be a once-in-a-lifetime exclusion, uh, you know, and you deferred gain and all, the, all that went away. And uh, Mary Lynn is right, that was in the around 1998 uh, time goes, right? <laughs> um, so that when you sell your own principal residence, everybody can, if they've owned and lived in that house, they can exclude the gain and don't have to worry about buying another house. And um, that's, that's a big thing. Okay, you don't have to be keeping track of all that. Of course, if you have a loss on your personal house, you're not going to be able to do anything with that. Uh, as far as if you ever used it for rental, you do need to know how much depreciation you've taken on the property after that date. I think it is in 1996. You won't be able to exclude that amount of depreciation that you took uh, when you were in business. And you know, as far as a house is going to be sold, is it going to be sold as a uh, your own residence, or uh, is it going to be sold as a rental? Um, a lot of people will rent out their house for a while and then sell it. Um, you need to. You know, remember that two, two out of five years did you own and live in the house if you're going to take the uh, exclusion, but then you can't exclude the depreciation that happened after that date. So what happens, you have your Schedule D, which is the form for selling your, well, mostly stock is there, but also personal um, property and houses that are sold at a gain, and it will show... Uh, you can how much you can exclude and how much you can't exclude, which is the amount of depreciation that you took. Um, 
Sir, yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Now, no, if you if you own and live in the house two out of five years at the time that you sell it, you were able to exclude the gain. Okay, and um, there is a limit on that. So those of you out in California, don't get too excited. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, you can use your house for a lot of things. You can have an office in your home, um, which a lot of people will do so that they can take their, uh, they won't have commuting expense if they're driving from their house. Um, and just because you can take certain expenses um, against the business rather than personally a certain amount of real estate tax or uh, mortgage interest or uh, those you'd be able to take anyway, but how about uh, utilities and things like that? There is, uh, not so long ago, there's a safe harbor also where you don't need to actually keep track of all of those. You just need to know the square feet. And I think you can get like $5 a square foot and up to 300 square feet, $1,500 um, as a safe harbor without having all those records. So that, that's another thing that came along not too long ago. Um, so, yeah, a lot of things to look into, uh, especially those of you who have real estate-related businesses, whether or not is the Cupid going to apply to you? Are you a, do you also own rental houses uh, and work as a uh, in activities dealing with uh, real estate as your work? Um, then you might be a real estate professional and can bypass the passive loss rules. Um, so a lot of different things dovetail depending on your situation. Um, I can only speak generally here until there's a real question. But <laughs> I, I would need more than just talking right now to answer it too. Okay, so as far as uh, red flags for an audit, I would stick with what is an ordinary and necessary expense. Um, if it's a business, the goal of a business is to have a profit. Um, if you are having a business and it's not showing a profit, maybe you should consider not having a business. Um, you need to be showing a profit normally three out of uh, five years in order for the IRS not to come back and say, hey, look, we're going to disallow all your expenses, but we'll be glad to accept, accept your income. 
Um, <laughs> so that's one thing to, to watch out for. Um, I don't really get too concerned about uh, audits. Um, if you have legitimate expenses in order to have that income, take them, and especially if you're showing a profit on your business. Um, and keep really good records. However you keep records, um, you know, we tell people, if you've got certain records that, uh, you know, copy them in such a way so that when those receipts from uh, the store fade out, right, does that happen to you? <laughs> okay. Um, so, you know, you have to have some backup on that. Uh, you know, scan them into your computer. You know, all these technology things are real helpful in order to keep good records. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm not an auditor. Um, but yeah, and it brings up another another point is that um, have a backup for your computer, storing things in the cloud. Um, there was a question over here, and I, I think I missed part of your question, Carla. What was the rest of it? Oh, estimated payments. Okay, so pay them uh, pay them as soon as you can when you realize there's a problem. Um, it's not necessary to make sure all four estimated payments are equal if your income isn't equal throughout the year. Uh, if you, a lot of times when I'm setting someone up, you know, maybe they're going to be a house painter or something, and they know they're going to have a season. So we kind of project how much income they're going to have and therefore how much tax, and we say, all right, well, so let's set aside X percent and send that in on the estimated payment dates. Um, so it could be different each time that, that would prevent you from having a penalty. Might have to get into the annualized income um, method. Um, but I, I wouldn't worry about it, missing it too much. Um, you know, if they, if they don't bill you the extra, good. Um, you know, if they, it's only if they do you might have to show them uh, why you don't have to pay that. Let's get this other question. Go ahead. You, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, certainly anybody can be a sole proprietor. You may want to be an LLC to get the limited liability under your state uh, method. Uh, nothing is an excuse for not having good business insurance. If you're going to treat your business uh, income just like your personal income, uh, you know none of those things are going to help you, being a corporation or an LLC, if you're commingling your funds and not treating it, it totally separate. So keeping separate is good. Um, uh, a lawyer will tell you that you should be a corporation because they want to get your fee for becoming a corporation. Um, a corporation 
might have the problem of double taxation because uh, it will be taxed at the corporate level and uh, again when it pays out dividends uh, a lot of corporations that are small uh, will work to pass out as much of that income in the form of uh, wages to the people that are doing the work and uh, putting money back into the business in the form of investment. Um, so you're kind of on a, a continuum between how simple does it need to be, whether if you're going to be a corporation, do you want this thing to live on after you? Um, you know, it really depends on what your goals are for the business. Um, I used to give some tax talks to some people who, who were, uh, a lady I knew had a business, helping people start their own business. Uh, starting with the business plan, uh, talks from the lawyers, the banks, uh, and me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she was always under the impression that you ought to be a corporation. Um, as far as uh, my take on it is, is a lot of the small businesses that I've seen don't have good enough records to be a sole proprietor, let alone a corporation. Um, so if you're going to be a corporation, you better really be good at your, at your record keeping. Um, so you don't have to. You can start out as a sole proprietor uh, if there's just one of you and decide later on if you want to uh, incorporate or do something else. Um, if you're a partnership, there's another ta whole other tax return that needs to be done for the partnership. The partnership doesn't pay any tax, but it passes the uh, income and certain items specifically through to the individuals. And um, then the individuals pay the tax. Um, so it's just more complicated if you get beyond the sole proprietor. It may not even be necessary. Go ahead, Mary Lynn. Oh. Thermal receipts? Yeah, well... Yeah, sometimes there isn't even any receipt at all because it's all done by computer. What do those people have those uh, things they put on their phone and they can scan the charge card right there and uh, it's all done electronically and they can send you a receipt to your, there is no, yeah, to your email and there is no original receipt, is there? No. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. Go ahead. Tax ID numbers. Okay. Okay, so are are you a sole proprietor? I, I don't 
you've been a you've been a Schedule C or um, corporation, a, a C corporation, right? Okay. So you always have to do the Form 1120. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. You may have to check in with the new state that you're in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that sounds good, artist. But now the corporation is going to be in a different state, too, right? Yeah, so check check with legal people in your own state. Now, as far as um, tax IDs, if you if it's just you, yeah, it sounds sounds like you're going to be incorporated in a different state. Okay, spoken from the IRS representatives here. Uh, I think you probably will need one because you're in a different state. Uh, as far as tax IDs go, you don't necessarily need a separate number if you're sole proprietor. Your social security number is good. You might need a sales tax ID. You might need an ID if you have employees. Definitely would. Um, so, and if you're anything other than a sole proprietor, you're going to need a special, what they call an EIN, employer ID number. Okay, go ahead. Okay, if anybody has additional questions for me, that's fine. If anybody has a business card or wants to write their name down, um, I will uh, you know, call everybody and, and see if there's any additional questions you've thought of since this talk. Um, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, for those who uh, need the ending code for this session, the ending code is F E. 877, letter F, letter E, 877. Thank you.
Okay, well, we're going to go um, directly into our business meeting now. And um, uh, at the end of the business meeting, which uh, um, we're hoping to uh, do it quickly, then anyone that wishes to pay their dues today can come to me and I'll take your dues and your information for those of you who haven't uh, paid already this year. Um, our dues are always uh, payable um, by before um, or around July 1st and then until the following uh, um, July 1st we go. Uh, it's easier for us to collect in the summer when a lot of people are here. So uh, I know some of you paid online already, but those who haven't, you can pay me. Okay. Uh, the dues are $15. $15. Um, yes, our website is ivie-acb.org. Yes, you can pay me. Okay. Okay, we're going to go ahead and start the business meeting. And um, um, first of all, um, Jeanette... Uh, gave me the minutes and I sent them out on the email list. Um, did um, all of you, <coughs> were you able to read the minutes? Okay, would anyone like to make a motion to accept the minutes as sent? Okay, is there a second on that? Okay, it's been moved and seconded to accept the minutes as sent. All those in favor, say aye. Any opposed? Okay, it's passed. Um, is Hazel in the room? Okay, I'll let you speak about this. Uh, Hazel is our treasurer, so I'm going to let her speak on that. On that is right. I, I'm sorry. I do not have the report, but I will get it online. Um, I've been traveling in Europe, and I've been kind of in a black hole communication-wise, so I couldn't access the information that I needed in order to get that ready for you guys. I'm sorry about that. But I do have, um, I, I, I'd like to mention this now. I do have this scarf that I knitted, and I think it's a terrific scarf, actually. It's very long. It's very soft. It's a brioche stitch, and there's a matching cap, and I thought we could raffle it and make some money. So, okay. That's all I have. Yes, I will do that as soon as I get my communications going when I get back home. <laughs> okay, um, Okay. besides that, <clears throat> uh, we have to do elections. Is there any other business that you'd like to bring forward? I know we uh, tried having a, a focus call, and we did have one successful focus call. Would you like to have more of those? Okay, 
Okay, we'll try to do more. And I had meant to do more than one, but um, you know, time gets away from us. So if you have particular topics you'd like us to address, I know one of the topics of interest was the taxes, so we did that for this luncheon. And um, on, our, on our last call, we did in March, we did it on social media. So if there's any particular topics you'd like, please um, send out, I'll, I'll try to send out a little uh, questionnaire on the, on the IV, IE um, email list and uh, so you can uh, put out your, your topics of interest, that would be great. Is there anything else you'd like to bring up before we have elections? Okay. Does anybody have any ideas for next year's program, a convention program, as far as uh, topics you'd like to see covered in the luncheon or even extra workshops? Um, the other thing is we, we did do, we did have Ivy Day and Marketplace. I don't know if it was just a bad day, but it was just Jeanette and me. And I don't know if that opportunity is going to be offered to us again. But if it is, do we want to do that or... Um, and also continue with the, you know, the expo. Um, and those are the kinds of questions that I have. And also, I would like some input as um, for the motivator topics and things you'd like to see in the motivator. So um, anybody have anything they want to say on any of those things? Well, this was our first year to try to do a marketplace day. And um, um, the question is, if there's enough people that are willing to participate in that, um, we thought it would might be an additional time because not everybody can um, do the expo on Tuesday. And so we thought maybe if they couldn't do the expo, they could do the marketplace on Sunday before the first session. Um, but we just had a couple of folks take advantage of that. So what do you guys think? Um, do you think it's good to see if we can do that again? or? Sure, go ahead, Marilyn. Uh -huh. Oh, okay. Sure, as long as you're, uh, as long as you can pay the, the fee. Now, do you think she's interested in joining Ivy? Oh, okay. Because it's $25 if they're not a member, and it's, well, it's $25 if you are a member, too, but then $15 of it goes to dues. So. <laughs> right, right. Is that, uh, is that a consensus of everyone here? You don't have to do both. I, I'm just doing the expo because I couldn't do it Sunday. I'd, I had other activities going on. So it's, uh, it's up to each individual to decide if they want to do one or both or none. You know, it's just the opportunity. Yeah, we, we aren't sure. But this year they were willing to offer it to us. And if IV members did it that day, then $15 of the uh, $25 fee could go to IV for dues. That was the advantage. We thought we might get some more people interested in joining Ivy by doing the extra marketplace day. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
Okay, so, so far everybody thinks that to have the option is good? Oh, okay, sounds good. Well, then we'll uh, talk with Janet and see if they will allow us to try it another time. This was our first year, so, you know, first time doing things is always, you know, takes a little bit of, and New York is a long ways away, so Chicago is more middle of the country, so we might get more uh, participation too, so. Okay, um, anybody else have any um, answers to Carla's questions about um, topics for next year's program, about um, the um, motivator magazine? Now, do you know when the next issue will be out? Okay. Okay. Oh, a computer technology um, specials. Actually, we might wait two years for that because we're going to be in Arizona two years from now, and that's where he's from. So it might be more e easier for him to come to that. No, uh-uh. Next time is in Chicago, and the following time is uh, Arizona, Phoenix. <laughs> okay. Any other uh, comments for Carla? <laughs> well, <laughs> I just don't answer the phone unless I know it's business related. <laughs> See, that's right. That's right. Well, it might be good to maybe have a panel on um, working from home. That, that's a good idea. That might be a good idea. <laughs> that's right, that's right. For sure, if I'm president, she will be because I'm convention chair for another group. So <laughs> okay, well, we're going to go ahead and do elections then. And um, since we're all up for elections, I'll have uh, Carla as vice to handle the first one for president. And then uh, we'll hand it back. And then we'll do the rest of the elections. Okay. Alrighty. Um, so, do we have any nominations for president? Can I make a nomination? I nominate Artis Bazin to continue as president. All in favor? Okay, now I'll ask again. Do we have any nominations for president? Do we have any more nominations for president? Do we have more nominations for president? Three times. All in favor? Opposed? 
Okay, Mark, I'm gonna get rid of this mic. <laughs> Well, we, we always like to get more people involved in being an officer, so if you're at all interested, nominate yourself, you know, uh, because um, the more that participate, the better. And even if you're not an officer, if you want to help us uh, with anything, we can always use more people to help uh, come up with ideas. Um, you know, we have lots of uh, different ways that you can help, so always feel free to jump in there. Okay, then. On that would be super. I'm sure uh, Carla would love that. Okay, I'd I'm taking nominations for vice president. Are there any nominations for vice president? Are there any nominations for vice president? See, um, our current vice president is Carla. Um, I don't know, as president, I don't know if I can nominate somebody. So uh, would someone like to nominate Carla? Okay, Hazel will nominate Carla as vice president. Okay, are there any other nominations for vice president? Did I hear somebody out there tr try to say something? Okay, all those in favor of having Carla Hayes as vice president say aye. Any opposed? Um, <laughs> any abstentions? Okay, um, next position up is recording secretary. Are there any nominations for recording secretary? Right now it's uh, Jeanette Gerard is our recording secretary. That person takes the minutes of our annual meeting and if we ever have any other meetings, you know, take minutes of those. Are there any other nominations for secretary? Well, I guess I need one first. Okay. Are there any other nominations for secretary? Are there any nominations for secretary? Okay. Okay, it's been it's been moved and seconded for Jeanette Gerard to to remain our secretary for the next two years. All those in favor say aye. aye. Are there any opposed? Any abstentions? Okay, congratulations, Jeanette. Now our our next nominating um, is uh, for our membership secretary. Um, now, Marie is not here, and she did not indicate whether or not she was interested in remaining our membership secretary. Um, so is there um, anyone here um, that would be interested in being membership secretary? I can tell you a little bit about the position. Uh, basically, what you have to do is go on the AMS, the um, ACB, um, membership management system and uh, add new people to our roster and then before they're due in March you would have to go in and mark everyone that is still a member um, and I keep track of the website and put all the new members on the website 
So it would be, you may have to make sure all the people on the website, and I send new people into the person during the year, and you can add them, and then right before they're due, you have to make sure they're all checked as members. And then we have about 10 or 11 life members on there that um, um, you'd have to make sure that they're checked as well. Because not all of them are listed on the website necessarily. Um, uh, if they haven't paid, you know, dues specific to Ivy. But we still count them toward our life membership because we don't have to send in separate dues for them. Is there anyone that might be interested in that? The AM AMS system isn't that difficult. It's basically, it's a lot like a spreadsheet. Um, it's set up like a spreadsheet. It's online and it has a place uh, for name, address, phone number, um, their email, and you have to put the format of choice and um, submit it. That's for a new member. Now, if they, if people have been members, their name would already be on it. You just have to mark certified on there to show that they're certified for that year. And then before March 15, the following year, you have to make sure that all the current members are marked um, certified. Nobody interested in volunteering? <laughs> well, I can ask Marie if she'd uh, like to continue, if no one else would do it, but I really like to get other people involved, too. Um, are any of you comfortable with, uh, like, Excel spreadsheets or edit? We just have to give you a password to get on the site, you know. Right, right, right. And um, I could work with anybody, you know, that they, they do have a training session every year. Um, ACB puts on a training session, usually the end of December, um, and they also put out a uh, instruction sheet of how to do it the end of the year. And if you have any problems with it, Lane Waters in the Minneapolis office or Nancy, um, the, and there's plus a couple other people that work specifically with screen readers like um, uh, John McCann. He works with any JAL users if you have a problem with it, uh, et cetera. So there are people that are available from ACB to help anybody that's not done it before, and there are tutorials. So does that make it sound like something you might want to have a challenge to try? Boy, I don't hear anybody jumping up and down. <coughs> okay, well, let's go on to the next office, and then we'll come back. Um, is there anyone who would be willing to run for treasurer? Hazel said she might be interested in doing the membership secretary if somebody else would like to be treasurer. Now, the treasurer is an even easier job. <coughs> um, it is with Bank of America. We handle most of our transactions through PayPal, or um, we deposit you know, the cash from um, like the convention, et cetera. And it's through Bank of America. If you have a Bank of America in your city, uh, we you would just have to go in and fill out a card 
uh, put your name on it. Of course, I'd have to contact them first and make sure they're aware of it. You go in and change the your name on it, and you'd be able to um, get the um, um, uh, get the records online. Be able to uh, see the statements online. <coughs> and uh, just verify what comes in and what goes out, et cetera. Um, there's not a lot of payments that go out, our dues, website fees, um, uh, that kind of thing is about, we don't have a lot of bills that we have to pay. Um, uh, those are our biggest bills. So anybody interested in uh, running for treasurer? Why you guys have gotten awful quiet in here? <clears throat> okay, well, we'll take nominations for uh, Treasury then, and then I'll go back and ask Marie if she'd be interested in staying another two years. But you guys only have two years to come up with other names. You know, you can only run three year terms in the same, three two year terms in the same position. So, <laughs> got two years to think about it now. <laughs> Okay, are there any nominations for treasurer? Okay, are there any other nominations for treasurer? Are there any other nominations for treasurer? Okay, okay so we moved and seconded to elect Hazel Fields by acclamation. All those in favor say aye. Any opposed? Any abstentions? Okay, Hazel. Guess you've got it. And then, <laughs> and I will talk to uh, Marie and see if she's willing to do it for two more years. And then, uh, um, is there any other business that needs to come before us? Okay, thanks, Ellen. Glad to see you here again this year. That's good. We missed you last year. <laughs> oh, no problem. No problem. Okay. Okay, go ahead, Mary Ellen. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, we haven't. Um, uh, Okay, so I thought all IRS forms were accessible. Oh, okay. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. Um, uh, we have someone here that actually works for IRS. Now, he does not work in customer service. I mean, he works in... Uh, he works in... Uh, Criminal investigation, but oh. 
So you, so they don't have them available online. <laughs> okay, um, and they don't have it available on the on the website. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. Well, I don't think I think we could uh, check into that, and because uh, um, I mean Kevin Kevin works in criminal investigation, but he he probably knows some people there that you know we could get a hold of. So. Oh yeah, there is another. There is a gal from IRS that is is here at the conference that works in customer service. We can talk to her about it. Okay. <laughs> right, right, right. No, that's a that's a good idea. Right. Right. Well, and I could bring that up to RSVA too, because you know they, uh, some vendors do some, you know, um, ones that they don't have uh, some employers, uh, employees. So, okay, um, I think that wraps it up then. And we do have our Ivy Expo, which is in the Morgan Room, and that's right next door. And even if you're not going to sell your products, you're willing to visit us that are selling our products. And that starts at 2.45. So you have a few minutes to grab your stuff and come back down. Um, I haven't looked yet. Um, if it's next to the right or the left. Do you